Hey, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. We back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. Right now, go. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna let you have the intro. What? What? See? All right. I'm sorry. Because I'm happy. These are tears of joy. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, podcast land? It's your boy, Brent Tell. This is the I Can't Afford to Quit podcast. And today, my co-host is Stephanie Seeley X. Yeah, he's just going to be introducing my name. And also, her uh, uh, alter ego... Her superhero name is Black Rage. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you could have picked any other name, though. Let's just tie it to that narrative about black women, angry black women. Okay. Just, let's just make a superhero name from that. <laughs> hey, can you imagine that comic book? <laughs> that should be funny as hell. <laughs> she just read motherfuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. And um, then the cape say, I'm about it, nigga. You feel me? <laughs> Black raid. <sighs> uh, um, uh, let me get, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. Because uh, I'm, I'm envisioning that comic, like the cartoon. It's in your head now. It's in your head. It's in your head. Every scene, she got a different hairstyle. <laughs> I know. Teaching how the people to proper co-wash their hair. <laughs> Washing goals and shit. Right. It'd be like an episode about, do you use a wash rag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, that shit um, is hilarious. Um, thought of the week. Because um, I, I watched uh, When They See Us, right? And I had this thought. <clears throat> And I don't know if, if this changed, like the narrative changed after that incident of like like eighty nine, but the original thought was like, for black people, the talk is for us that f- like the talk of how you interact with police encounters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How you conduct yourself with police encounters that should be more important than. The birds and the bees talk. Wow. That's what we come to. Yeah. Like the urgency for that talk, uh, you know, oversees the birds and the bees. Because you got to make it to that point. Yeah. But. (laughs) That's a deep subject. Yeah, it is. It is. Deep subject. Just to thinking about it, man. Like, yeah. Uh, And if you haven't. Watch when they see us on Netflix. I think that should be a community watch. It should. If you if you are in the black community and if you aren't uh, by skin color and if you actually give a damn about you know things that happen uh, within the black community, you should be watching that. You got mixed kids or whatever. You know what I'm saying, boy or girl. They need to watch that. Any black or brown person. Yeah, black, yeah, black or brown person, absolutely. <laughs> Needs to, it's imperative. Because we in a visual age. 
I'm trying to explain racism, segregation, trying to explain uh, systemic racism, uh, racism, period. Trying to explain that to, to, to kids in this day and age. It's just more, it's, it's better if they see an individual aspect. Yeah. Because they learning everything off the internet. Mm-hmm. They learning everything. So I think it would be best if people just give the kids that visual representation of the things that they've been seeing in social media and to see how long ago that happened and how that's still <laughs> very prevalent to them in this day and age. It's sad, though. You know what I'm saying? When you watch it because you're like... <clears throat> They got the story. Yeah. Imagine how many other people that didn't get stories. Yeah. That's still mm-hmm. going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. Serving. Yeah. That's still serving time. And, you know, it's just. For crimes they did not commit. <clears throat> just but, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um. Let's go with the first story. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Brewery, brewery cancels the release of Blood and Crips theme beer after receiving backlash. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you going to read the article? My phone yes. is in my purse. I kind of don't want it to shuffle. Let's see. I thought I pulled it out, but I didn't. The Mirage... Uh, beer company uh, that's Seattle-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, they canceled. Oh, Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They canceled the release of their Blood and Crips themed beer. Um, the company announced their release in a post on Instagram over the weekend. A photo that had red and blue bandana-esque cans. The titles of the beer are Snitch Blood and Where You From. <laughs> uh, where you're from yeah, 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 yeah. where are you from though <laughs> uh, the beers were set to be released on Tuesday however that is clearly no longer happening um, basically there was a, a internet backlash hmm. and I can imagine that it, it was and the Mirage Beer Company they um, issued a statement Oh, jeez. We're fully in agreement that the labels were a dumb idea. Still going to release the beers, but the OBV with new names and all the proceeds going to Southern Poverty Law Center. Hmm. Hmm. So... Now, it just took me back, because have you seen Trigger Happy? No. No. Okay. Killer Mike had a TV show on Netflix. And in that TV show, one of the episodes was him, like, he took a step back, and he's looking at, like, Hell's Angels, uh, other white, you know, biker gangs and, and, and... Mobsters be, you know, praised and allowed to sell apparel, shit like that, right? Allowed to brand their gangster. So he said, why not do that for the Bloods and Crips? So he, he created Cripple Cola, you know, and Blood Pop. I feel like this was somebody watched that 
and said, we're going to do that with beer. Yeah. And, and they weren't in their culture at all. And they were trying to, you know, um, appropriate. And this is what we got. Because, bro, snitch blood, like, huh? Y'all clearly, y'all clearly not of the culture. And it probably ain't even, even in, in nobody of color. No, you can you can look at in marketing. On. Come on, man, you can tell ain't no niggas ain't no niggas behind that. But they've been monetizing off of blacks for how long? <clears throat> yeah, most definitely. It's, it's somebody saw thought that was an opportunity. It it didn't come off authentic. It came off like a cash grab. You know what I'm saying? But then again, you know we seen that the 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 marketing plan for 2018. Is we gonna make these niggas mad, and then they're gonna talk about it, and then that's gonna be free promotion for us. I don't know if this was their game plan, but this is what it smells like. <laughs> Snitch though, wow. <clears throat> Snitch. Mm-hmm. Is it true, serum nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm just saying. Snitch. Sound like. Americans, mm-hmm. you can tell if it's been a, if it's a sister somewhere all up and through there or a brother, because it's gonna be finely tuned, polished. It's just like it's 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 gonna be relatable as hell. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna rain authentic because it's coming from a source that you know has some type of experience behind what they're presenting to the people. Yeah. Um, talk about presenting things to the people. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's fucked up. I shouldn't have did that. That was that was a fucked up segue for where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lena Waithe admits to being aware of Jason Mitchell uh, accusations and regrets letting HR handle the situation. Um, uh, we talked about this, you know, you know, far as like via text. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, you know, letting things, you know, play out to see. You know, what type of information was going to be out before I wanted to talk about it. Uh, the shy creator, Lena Waithe, is speaking out about Jason Mitchell's firing from the show and admits that she was aware of allegations against the actor. The screenwriter, producer, actress spoke to The Breakfast Club this morning where she revealed being made aware of the complaints about Mitchell's uh, following... Oh, uh, uh, complaint, complaints about Mitchell following the show's first season. She said that human resources was made aware and she believed all parties involved resolved their issue. Um, let's see. Um, is it how long is this video? Do you want to play it? If you want to, yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, we. Damn, see, I ain't playing the whole interview. Sold it. That's true, but I didn't have a whole ton of power on that show or a lot of say. <laughs> let's go. Let's bring it back. Um, you know, and I wanted to have this conversation. You know, talked about in, on Twitter. Uh, people read headlines. You know, season one. So, what do you got to say about that? Well, yeah, I mean, like, what I wanted to do. Let me get this right. I'm sorry, Mitchell. Like, 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 what is going on? Because you, you're being accused of some things. I saw uh, the, the, the right. showrunner of the shy, Ayanna Floyd. She claims that you were well aware of Jason Mitchell's misconduct by the end of season one. So, what do you got to say about that? 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, what I wanted to do, one, I wanted to have a conversation, you know, about this, because I think that, unfortunately, when things like this happen in the news, and this is the age in which we live, is that things sort of get, you know, talked about on Twitter, uh, people read headlines, you know, uh, we all love the shade room, I know that's where I get my news, Um, and so we start having conversations in comment sections, and I think that when it comes to matters like this like we got to be able to talk we got to actually have a conversation and i think um you know and i wanted to have this conversation within our community um and so the truth is is that this is a i think a bigger issue than just our show um and just jason um and the people involved i think that the truth is i think women of color in general in this town you know are kind of hit twice you know we have to deal with racial inequality and we have to deal with sexual harassment. And I think that is something that, unfortunately, my show was not immune to. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do want to say is that season one of The Shy, that was shot like a couple, like maybe three years ago. And that was before people really knew who I was. So I was one of those powerless women of color in this industry. Even though, we can say, well, you wrote a pilot, you created a show, you sold it. That's true. But I didn't have a whole ton of power on that show or a lot of say. <laughs> and and, um, and I, mind you, I have a, a really strong relationship now with the studio and the network. But it's just kind of how things go. And, and is that when you it's your first thing, you are sort of almost an employee on your own thing. And I wasn't really aware. I knew I was aware of stuff I was dealing with on the show, but I wasn't made aware of anything between uh, that was going on with Tiffany until after the season had wrapped. And when, when Tiffany and I did have a conversation, and out of respect for her privacy, I would keep that conversation private. Um, but we did discuss, like, some stuff that just wasn't appropriate. And I remember looking at her, because um, we were FaceTiming, and I was like, yo, this is not cool. I feel awful that you had an experience on my set that was not um, pleasant. And I and by that point, though, after the season had wrapped, you know, I was a little, I had a little bit more power and I had a little bit more clout. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do to change that. I'm going to hire a woman of color as the showrunner. And people that don't know what a showrunner is, the person that pretty much handles the day-to-day business of the show. I'm the creator. There are showrunners. There were, there were, there were showrunners on the show for the first two different shows the first two seasons. And I, the first, first season was a white male. Mm-hmm. The second season was a black woman. That was in direct reaction to what I heard about what was going on on the show. So we mm-hmm. just already, I can already say that the idea of me hearing about something and me not doing anything just isn't true. Because okay. Ayanna's hiring was a direct reflection of... Okay. I just caught something. Did you catch what she yeah. just laid down? Yeah, I did. So basically, it sounds like, because this is all speculation, but we can read between the lines. This, which is a lot of people are going to look and say, oh, that's convenient. But <clears throat> probably Tiffany went to the showrunner. Mm-hmm. Showrunner didn't hear her accusations uh, or take them as seriously as should have been. She takes it to Lena. Lena hires someone else in that spot. Okay. Now from there. Cause we're gonna, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play it again, but I'm gonna keep playing it. But from there, should he, should she have fired him? Yes or no? Yeah, she should have. Trying to change I mean, the- by him, I mean Jason. Okay. Should she have fired Jason? Uh, 
I mean, at this point, with them, with both of them being two main characters in the storyline, you know, they they have to interact with one another. She's feeling uncomfortable, so she made an executive decision, which was the right one. Which was the right one because he had allegations way before this. So it's just like, I have to. I have to for the sake of my name, for the sake of this show. No, you talking about you talking about the showrunner, or you talking about Jason? Because because Jason just got fired like a couple weeks ago. Okay, I'm talking about Jason. I'm talking about them making the decision to fire him. That's what you asked me. Right, I'm saying. In the time frame I'm talking about is first season, in the first season. I mean, in the first season, yeah, he should have been fired. Okay. He, he, yeah, he should have been, yeah, yeah. But like she just stated, she wasn't. A, she the, didn't. She she wasn't moving and shaking like that. And she really didn't <laughs> have no power. And 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 that's the truth, though. Like how you you get what I'm that's saying? That's the issue in itself. It is. So she was rendered powerless, and then first off, she had a lot of white males dictating everything, doing doing what they do best. And here it is, this black woman coming up with a complaint, saying this and saying that. And you I know, because it sounded like it was like a bunch of like dude, bro, dudes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh huh. In which, I think at that point. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I think at that point with Lena, trying to get trying to get the content out, trying to get the show out, trying to get it up and running was the main goal, and you know the pinnacle. Like we have to get this out. Now that it's out, we done all this promoting. Because look at all the promoting that they were doing. That first season was crazy. Yeah. It was on some cultural shit, like amongst ourselves. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That first season, that shit was serious. And uh-huh. then, and then, and then, even with the, you also had to think about Chicago in itself being so uh, polarized about everything. Mm. So you know, she had it was that big expectation for this to be completely relatable to what's actually going on. So you know, she had to worry about getting that completely right. Yeah, the representation. And, Going here, going there, doing this, doing that. So of course that I think that issue, you know, she can't do anything. That's why they hire people to do the job that you can't do. But he didn't, he wasn't doing his job right because once again, white males do what white males do. Come on now, if that would have been a black woman, just like she hired that black woman, it would have been different. Okay, so this is happening. Oh no, we really have to do something about this. But that the showrunner quit though. Yeah, she did quit mm-hmm. because she she felt like still things weren't being handled correctly. Whereas, I because this okay, I hate to put this to put it this way, but he didn't get fired, you know, and have this whole like backlash of things happen because it happened rapidly. It was in a span of like two, three hours yeah. of like the initial, with the Netflix thing yeah. coming out, which was Desperado. He got in trouble on that set. Which, <clears throat> going back to Mudbound, he got in trouble on that set too. He got into an actual fist fight, I think on that set too. So he, you got you got sexual allegations following him from project to project and he's getting into, into mischief uh, you know, on the set, well, outside, why the why the movies being filmed or or whatever. It's like, man, come on, bro. But another thing you also have to understand: all those movies you just named, mm-hmm. and most of those were black cast, right? Oh, uh, Mudbound was mixed. It was a mixed. 
it was mixed. It was well, who made the allegation? It was it was uh, I think it was a white girl for um, straight out of Compton. Um, a white woman on on um, Mudbound, and then so, I don't know. I'm not sure about Desperados, but then we had Tiffany. But see, another thing with the show is that by this time, with them knowing what they knew in season one, it had the shot had already got nominated. Mm-hmm. Awards coming out the Wazoozie. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was a lot going on. Showtime was getting ratings back again. Finally, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? This is a main character. I get what you're saying. I get what and, you're and saying. That, and and at the, at the end they of the was day, under pressure. And it's a business. It's a business at the end of the day. And they, 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 they chose business over morality. But that's what they do all the time. All the time. That's what they did with R. Kelly. They chose Speaking business. Speaking of R. Kelly, let's go ahead and see what <laughs> you shouldn't have. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, he's the poster boy for it now. So, I mean, whenever you want to have a conversation about, you know... Um, Oh, like this conversation here. Former employee of R. Kelly confirms there are more tapes of underage girls coming. Well. And I find this so believable because they talked about him, he, in the Survivor R. Kelly, how he used to videotape everything. Yeah. You can't keep all them tapes, bro. Yeah. They're going to get one or two going to slip through the cracks. And one already did. Somebody had to keep that shit. You feel me? Two. There's two that that slipped out, and there's more to be coming. Uh So I don't think he's going to beat all these. No, he not. He not. I'm talking about they sitting, they, hmm. They finding every motherfucking thing on him. Like, no, we got to make something stick on this nigga. Mm -hmm. We got to make something. He got to do a year, maybe five. We got to make a real example because him just said he going back back and forth to court. If he does a year or five, he won. Yeah. They gonna have to like they got to put him under the jail if they trying to make that that example. But see, that's another thing with him. <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing with with him and 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 this whole uh, surviving R. Kelly. He knew, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, he a businessman, and people around him are businessmen. And people who did that production are businessmen. So everybody is 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 in this in this think tank. Like once this gets out, once we do the trials, and once we try to have something to stick, record sales are going up. People really, you know what I'm saying? You he was trending, mm-hmm. so he knew the pros and the cons to what he was getting himself into, mm-hmm. whether it was with his consent or not, and it was with his with his consent. Mm-hmm. So he figured like shit, am I gonna make more money? And they telling him, Well, this is the profit sales, or if we really take this to trial, and if your trial comes, then we have another R. Kelly trial. So now we got more conversation. Now it's more because now we have social media on our side. You know what I'm saying? Promotion, promotion, promotion. Record sales going up, trending, well, downloads, streams. I mean, at this point, I hope he, if that's his, uh, you know, angle and strategy, 
Hopefully he can be trending for the next 30 years because that's what he's supposed to be spending in jail. But, okay, so having conversations, like when I went to my aunt and uncle's house when I was just in Chicago, uh-huh. and we just sitting there, I'm eating chicken salad. That chicken salad was flame as hell. Uh-huh. But <laughs> my aunt was playing happy people. And we sitting there, before you know it, here go my cousin. Happy people just singing it, mm-hmm. and then my other cousin LJ, like, nigga, really? <laughs> he was like, shit, your mama playing it. Wow, yeah, and then so he gave, contrast. yeah, and then he gave that backstory. Mm-hmm. He said, when they came out, my mother was so skeptical, like, he didn't do that because that's what the white men do to try to oppress the yeah, black yeah. man. And, and she was like, Come I'm still, I'm still gonna play that barbecue. And when she's like, I'm still going to do that because it's hard to get out of you. Like you sing it subconsciously before it actually comes out of your mouth. Wow. So it's just like, and then it's the Chicago thing. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all ride or die. <laughs> well, we had this conversation on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just don't talk about Kanye. Okay. <laughs> I sure was. <laughs> you was going to take it there. Yeah. But I just think that was a business move for him. You get what I'm saying? He had bad press when the, when the trial was the first trial. That was good and bad press. And look how many women he was getting in. Mm-hmm. And he's still going to be getting women. They still going to be throwing themselves on him. So would you say uh, he risked it all <sighs> for, this, for the documentary? I mean, he ain't risk it all, shit. He took a risk. But he's getting a reward for it, whether you want to know it or not. Motherfuckers booking him. People is booking him for shows, booking him for interviews. Want to hear his say? He's still making money though, off of this. I don't know, cause I mean a lot of his stuff been getting canceled, left and right. Huh? Yeah, well, you still got that small percentage of people who still want to. That want to be defiant. Yeah, that want to be messy. That want to say, "Oh well, shit." If y'all not gonna listen to what he got to say, he can come on my show. Mm. Yeah, they still he's still gonna be used in some type of way to start some type of conversation. So that's how I look at it. Speaking of risking it all, <laughs> a Catholic school principal resigns after being arrested at a strip club during a class field trip. He look oh my god! He uh, looks like he get his hair cut from Supercuts. Uh, <laughs> Catholic uh, school principal in Louisiana has resigned from his position, position after being arrested at a strip club in Washington, D.C., Chocolate City. Mm. Former Holy Family Principal Michael uh, Cumio oh, um, was chaperoning a middle school trip to the nation's capital when he was arrested at Archibald's Gentleman's Club in Northwest D.C. According to the police report, officers discovered him when they responded to a call for an intoxicated man refusing to pay his bill. Police were called to the club just a few blocks from the White House to find the chaperone was standing in the roadway refusing to move. Uh, the police asked him to move from the street. He continued to refuse, which is when he ended up getting booked for public intoxication and a uh, open container law. <laughs> he just wanted to see some titties. 
And some ass. He probably don't see it at home. He probably married. His wife probably proved his fuck. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He just wanted to smell ratchetness and shit. You just never know. Sometimes he just want that that sin and transgression on his beard. I know. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's speaking from experience. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just took a little detour. That's all. You know. He, is, do he look corny in that picture? He I probably got on blue. They don't have a picture. He, they don't. He yeah. probably he probably got on blue, probably like a blue shirt with a blue tie. <laughs> probably with them Dockers, wrinkle resistant pants. He just needed, you know. Sometimes you need a little release. Yeah, I know. And he just needed, you know, because we've had this conversation before with with l- the lieutenant dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> them be the ones that eat your ass now. Eat your ass, eat you out of the house and home, nigga. <clears throat> Man, I don't really want to talk about this because we. Um, social media users calling for when they see us, prosecutor Linda Far, uh, Fairstein, Fairstein's book to be pulled from retailers. I said you seen that? Yeah. So we talked about. That. You know who she looked like? Remember Men in Black? When that farmer, <laughs> when that alien grabbed him, that's how her whole face looked. Don't she look like that? Some <laughs> motherfucking ass up out of here. Uh, and then be there, and and she looked like some of the grandmas and some of these kids here in Fremont. Yes, yeah, she do. She do. Mm-hmm. She do. Mm-hmm. She do. The real life prosecutor Linda Farstein has gone on to become New York Times best-selling author for her crime novels. <sighs> she been doing that a long time, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Telling stories. Mm-hmm. Lying and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And for those people that don't know yet, we're talking about the prosecutor that was, you know, the, the prosecutor that, you know, was in the case of the Central Park Five. Uh, if you don't know who they are, Google Central Park Five. And, huh? Oh, good look. Central Park Five. And, oh, man, you know what we missed? We're going to have to do that at the end. Mm-hmm. But Central Park 5, and you'll see what the whole deal is with the When They See Us. Uh, docu- or not documentary, but um, movie. Well, TV They call shows. it limited series. Yes, series. That's what they call it, limited. You have yeah. to put the limited in front of it. <laughs> um, Man. I don't just... Uh, we, we good. We just got to... <laughs> We but this is a, but, but core. What, what is that? Core horsing. Uh, coercing? Yeah, yeah, coercion. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole case of coercion. Yeah, lying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I don't doing what white people been doing since been doing since been motherfucking doing. <laughs> Shit. Oh man! It, I, this this is what I say. If, if for those people who sit up there and say um, system, systematic oppression don't exist, it's all in your mind. You can overcome it. You can outwork it. You can, you know what I'm saying? If you put your pants on right, 
if you just put your, wear your hat straight. Yeah. That shit don't that it don't matter. You can't you can't get away from racism. <laughs> Especially when you're black shit. Period. There's no way you can't get away from it. And that whole that whole series it's it's evidence of it. Cause I'm trying not to be mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm really I feel it. It's, it's burning. It's in boiling my core. up. Yeah, but it enraged a lot of people. Twitter when they was watching it, the hashtags and some of the mm-hmm. you know the black intellectuals getting on there, speaking their mind. You know everybody had the same mm-hmm. you know reaction, anger, yeah, disgust. But shit, when but this, have they not been doing that? This happened. For, this ain't just a New York thing. This happened in every precinct. Yeah, especially in Chicago, they had that big thing. This was years ago. This was in the this was in the late seventies, early eighties, when the uh, the police was threatening those uh, those men into false confessions mm-hmm. and giving them long prison. I'm talking about they the 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 conviction rate was high, and once they broke that case, it had to be ninety percent of those confessions were false. So those men were in jail for years, though, mm-hmm. for crimes they did not commit, only simply because they was walking home or they was just out too late. And now they doing 25 years for a crime they didn't commit. That, that was big in Chicago. My dad told me about that because it was at one point in time, you know, um, he was saying that they weren't able to walk in certain areas and do this and do that cuz that's what the police patrolled. That's who they they were looking for young black men to arrest. So it's just like what? Do that what? Shit is tiring. It, it is. is 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 tiring. And then they expect us not to be upset, not to be enraged. You have it to should. be this certain way. And then, and see see what I'm saying? Shit like this should let you know why I am the way I am. Uh-huh. Motherfucker, fuck y'all. No, no, I'm not going to be quiet. No, no. Because whenever y'all want to try to find some shit to fuck us over, y'all ain't quiet about that shit. Y'all motherfuckers and whole think tanks. Well, how can we fuck up black people more? And y'all want me to sit here and be quiet and shit. Use your keep your job voice. Fuck this motherfucking mm-hmm. job. And all y'all racist motherfuckers in it. Especially you white bitches fucking black men. Let me be quiet. <laughs> you, you had to you had to get that in. Yeah. You had to get that I had in. to take that. <laughs> Motherfuckers, y'all with y'all KKK ass grandmamas and them black kids and them holiday pictures. Fuck y'all too. And the Christmas tree. <laughs> they be making me mad. Don't just don't tell me the oh seventy no. 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 Wow. Shit, quiet, quiet these nuts, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ladylike. Ladylike these nuts. Uh, while, we, while we still on the system. Um, <laughs> a judge grants a $100,000 bail to a white woman who chased down and fatally shot a man after a hit and run. Okay, what's this? Uh, 21-year-old 20, Hannah Payne faces a murder charge Hannah. in the death oh, God. of no, Kenneth no, Don't even go Herring. on. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's Let not. Me get this Hannah out. probably a brunette, too. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, man. Uh-huh. 
pretty good. Probably on uh, all type of drugs too. She looked like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton County Judge granted her a hundred thousand dollar bail, so that means she got off with ten bands. Um, as she awaits a murder charge, mm. uh, stemming from a fatal incident. Uh, Payne is now re- required to wear an ankle monitor. Ordered to keep away from others involved in the case. She also barred carrying a gun. See, this is what I'm talking about. Her bond comes just days after a judge ruled in preliminary hearing that um, there was enough evidence to move forward in uh, move forward in uh, prosecuting pain. Okay, if there was enough evidence, this is obviously a killer, correct? Mm-hmm. This is a murder case, but you gave her. The bond of a hundred thousand dollars, which you only got to pay ten percent of, so that's ten bands. Okay. Now this is a killer, correct? The judge don't see her as a killer. Why? Because he sees his daughter in her. Yeah. He sees his niece in her. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. His granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And his he, ugly ass wife. He humanizes this young woman that murdered a man. And cold blood after a hit and run. And she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. <sighs> These fucking white women in this privilege. But again, is that is that a a microcosm of society doing whatever they can to to protect white women? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it makes you think about all this type of shit like bro, a hundred thousand dollars, bro? Ten thousand dollars? So you got a ten thousand dollar loss for a murder? Yeah. A black woman Where are would have we? been two consecutive life sentences. First go round, preliminary hearing though. Yeah. Straight it's up. Not even a fucking trial. Yeah. Two consecutive life sentences with the possibility of no parole. If she was black. All right, I need to take it. Oh. But that's my that's, thing. Though. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Now that those were those are you know this is us you know mm-hmm. venting, but let's talk about this though. A court prosecutor um, testified that uh, Herring stayed on the scene for at least 20 minutes, uh, but left a mist. The man was hit and run. He was actually having a diabetic shock. Oh, wow. So that's why he didn't stick around. Wow. That's crazy. So, $100,000. Mm-hmm. But I digress. So, we're going to take a break. Yeah. We'll just do that. <laughs> These white ones. Is that recorded? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I can re- okay. No, you're good, no. This is what I want to... I just want to clear this up. I'm not angry. I'm I'm not hostile, I'm passionate, I'm necessary. I think if more women just spoke, more black women spoke unapologetically and just really understood that those narratives are put in place to really just uh, make us have self-degradation and make us feel some type of way about ourselves, so we project that on the other black women. We look at other black women like they're angry too because society is telling us and white men and white women that we angry and we uneducated and we this and we that. 
and you see they understand that they have white privilege because they can go out in broad daylight in the middle of Kroger's and shoot a fucking man and they get off. But you can't even steal a fucking pack of gum up out of the store without you getting, what, a year? Probation? You know what I'm saying? It's just a privilege. Not that you want to do wrong. I'm just saying. Not that you want to do wrong. It's just like... Fair. That's all we ask. Yeah. It's fair. But I I want black women to understand this. When it comes to white women and black women... You really have to get historical with it. You really have to understand when those white women was uh, marching for those rights is because they had those crazy-ass KKK husbands and they wanted to get loose from their husbands. So then they started talking about, oh, women's rights and I want to be this and we can do this and we can do that. We was not a part of the motherfucking marches. We was being their cooks and their motherfucking nannies. We was breastfeeding their motherfucking kids. So I want you all to really, really understand and just take heed to that, that our struggle ain't never going to be the same, sis. And that I don't care how much they your friend, when shit get to the shit, they going to pull out that privilege card and, 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 and remind you how much of a nigga you really are to them. Because as much as they can be your friend and they can say this and they can say that, these white hoes be pulling out their privilege card because when these black dudes get in these arguments with their baby mamas and shit, they call the police and all she got to do is give those white holy Mother Teresa tears and her motherfucking ass is getting off and you with the handcuffs and now you being charged for some domestic shit. Now you can't see your child. Now you labeled as an ain't shit ass daddy. You know what I'm saying? And that and, and, and that's what that is. And brothers, I'm just to just come back home because you ain't got a problem like that at home. You got fried chicken, watermelon nigga, a real lining. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, coconut oil, seasoned food. You feel me? Backyard cookouts with the bays and Frankie Beverly in the background. Space. Dominoes, Domino. you feel me? Yeah, double dutch nigga. I'm just saying. I just, I just, I just want black women to understand that, like our struggles are not the same, and it doesn't even matter if you from the, if you Keisha from the hood or you Lauren who work as a COO executive in the office, we all looked at as the same. That look at that living high park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the half park holes are looked down on. You go to those executive and you be in those executive places, and you got a master's or a double master, they still gonna look at you as Keisha. And you that token black girl that's supposed to educate them all on black culture. You supposed to sit there and have long ass conversations with them about how you just had curly hair today and now you got braids tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what the fuck? Like, why do I have to explain my experience to you, motherfuckers? It's Google. Do that. Y'all fuck enough black men. You should know about black people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Y'all got these black kids with these forever ponytails in their head. I'm just saying. Find a black sister and, 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 and have her help you do your child's hair. I'm just saying. These are just some things that I have rustled up in me from just being in this environment and seeing it just going out. That's why I don't go out, y'all. That's why probably people don't never see me. Because when I go out, I see shit like that. It upsets me. And I don't know how to hold that in. <laughs> Because I'd be upset about you a lot of shit. Do you, you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about <laughs> what you did yesterday? We had a fun conversation 
yesterday on the phone. Do you want to talk about it? I do. Okay. I told myself we was going to be at 59 minutes. And we are. I'm going to keep gonna it short. I'm going to keep it short. I'm just, all in all, I'm I'm loyal. And I just love black men. Shit, my daddy black. I got black kids. I got two black boys. Mm-hmm. When, when I went out, and I understand that's this culture mm-hmm. here. But, you know, while I was at Golden Corral, I didn't see not nan black dude with a black sister. I didn't see that there. We in Sandusky. Motherfuckers coming from Columbus. It's graduation season. Mm-hmm. People coming to Golden Corral for that crispy-ass chicken and that fresh fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is bomb, by the way. Mm-hmm. They fish flame. But I'm just saying, I'm looking around, and I'm not seeing no brothers with no, with no black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then number one, yeah, some of y'all motherfuckers, you don't when, when when somebody when a sister give you eye contact, you don't want to say hello, nigga, fuck you, cause you rude as fuck. If I'm giving you that smirk, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you don't have to say hello to people. You can just walk around and give them a smile. That's kind of like your high, mm-hmm. you know, your non audible high. Mm-hmm. But these motherfuckers, they they don't even want to look at you in the face. You don't want to look at me. It just upsets me. It's not like I'm trying to. Be the center of attention or I want the attention on me. It's just that I'm not used to seeing that. I'm not used to seeing that. Being in, um, having parents and grandparents from the South that migrated to the city. And I was born and raised in a predominantly black neighborhood. You know, I got that experience to see what black love is like in in the realness. And plus my parents. So, you know, coming here and seeing the, the lack of that. It it just it it hurts me. And while we while we're here, can I give a commercial? Of course. Like a little ad. Um, our next roundtable will be on uh, pride <laughs> and value. Yeah. So it'll be we the people seek pride and value. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. You know, me and y'all have to understand that uh, when 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 people talk about pride, pride in itself is actually upholding and honoring the black woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't no other woman going to understand your pain when you get pulled over by the police department. Or when you get escorted out of hand in handcuffs out of a Starbucks. Or when you get pulled by your hair or violently handled with excessive force out of a pancake house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, no, you. Mm. Uh, uh, any other ethnicity or woman, she's not going to understand that. Don't, don't nobody understand your struggle more than a black woman. For real. Because we out here. Shit. It's just like we... I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just being here in this environment. is It's just a little bit different. I be trying not to be so vocal. And then like not a round table coming up. I be trying... And I be trying to get it out of her, y'all. I, like, <laughs> I kind of like set her up. Yeah. So she... Like let that motherfucker out. <laughs> Nigga, please. I'm taking this muzzle off today. I'm sitting over here begging, like, please, Bertel. Like, uh, uh, yeah, and one. I'm taking this motherfucking muzzle off. You either do it or you don't. Nigga, it's sink or swim time. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't be trying to do that. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a real true advocate, advocate for black people. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I love it so much. I love being black. I don't know. Nah, I'd be jealous if I was anything else. So that's just how I feel about that, especially a black woman. Like, we age the best. We got the best bodies. All these hoes out here want to be us anyway. You know what I'm saying? This this is lie. this is how you know the culture is shifting, that we are culture <laughs> incarnate, that we move shit. 
because here here it is you have middle aged white women saying ow and okay mm-hmm. no <laughs> no if you don't go watch Martha Stewart everyday living and get up out my face stop it right now Hannah yes just stop it right now yes I was at my niece. She was having uh, chili to try out. And the lady was like, wow. Come on now. You better stop it. You know your husband's name is Bob. <laughs> and he probably works somewhere in Port Clinton. You better get that shit up out of here. Y'all probably still live in your parents' house. That was passed down to you. You... Do you even know who Cardi B is? And that just lets you know how shit is. No, where's she from? Yeah. Do you even know where she's from? Yeah, and y'all come and tell me, oh, girl, girl, you. And it, it upsets me because it's just like that's the new thing now. Anything you see on social media, all these tal- these challenges and shit, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. They just steal our stuff, monetize off of it. We just, we create the culture. We are the culture. We move it. And it's just like now, shit, 10 years ago, Nickelodeon, when they had like they, uh, the Nick Awards, mm-hmm. shit, they had what? The Jonas Brothers playing? Motherfuckers got Migos rapping at the Kids' Choice Awards, though. Migos walking like a, these niggas rapping, cursing, saying bitch, whole fuck <laughs> in like every verse. And y'all in front of all these kids. These white kids, nonetheless, these future lobbyists and lawmakers. Mm. Y'all, you get what I'm saying? And they doing dabs and shit and walking like I talk it. Mm. Future MAGA hats in the waiting. You feel me? Wow. Can't wait to take his daddy hat off his head so he can wear it. And y'all talking about walking like I talk it. Mm. And that's our shit. And we don't even own it. And that's that's just a problem for me. Like when I saw San Felicia, look at this shit. Look at me. Is this the kids' choice awards? Yeah, motherfuckers is getting slimed. <laughs> and Migos just out there. Motherfuckers come out with a, in a whole car. Kids' Choice Awards. Wow. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. I really want to... Uh, it's, it's just Are a you lot. Good? Are you good? I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm good. All right. All right. Just... That was ventilation with Stephanie. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even with you. Oh no. All right, and we're back for the should should you segment of the podcast. Hey, do you remember the questions? Hey, yes, we freestyled them. We did. We be we, we just good. be coming up. We yeah, we is ain't we? We mm-hmm. came up with that like ten minutes less. <laughs> I'm laying in the bed like nigga, I'm asleep. <laughs> uh, what was the first one? It was something about your kids. No, the first no. one was. Should you put your bills on autoplay? Oh, on autopay? Yes. <laughs> yes. And my answer is hell no. I don't care how rich I am. Not damn bill is going. 
Nigga, please, I could be the sultan of sand. Never. And my motherfucking ass is not putting nothing on. I don't care. Mm-mm. Nigga, I don't, I don't care if I got a country though. named after me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not putting that shit in auto pay. My thing is this, though, because, like, you never know what your, like, electric bill, you know, water bill, you might have a leak or something like that. It don't yeah. even matter. Like, no, nah, I, 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 we had an agreement. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Had you go over that agreement, you just gonna have to wait. <laughs> I know they be they got memes out talking about fucking heartbreak. Have you ever paid the full about <laughs> instead of the past due balance? That shit fuck you up because I did that with my gas bill. I'm like, no, I'm only gonna pay forty five because this is the past due amount. And then it come out a hundred twenty five dollars. Motherfucker, I was trying to really buy me these shoes with that shit. Now my motherfucking ass got. Now I gotta wait the next paycheck, which I know I ain't gonna get them because they gone. Well, I'm not doing that shit. Financial responsibility, people. Uh, <laughs> it's important. It's. Imp- I mean, if you want to put your shit on auto pay because maybe you just don't remember, mm-hmm. but no, that's for somebody named Tom who drives an energy saving car. Not, not he put that. his bills on auto pay because I'm Who not doing owns that shit. the energy saving company. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, no, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. What's the next one? <laughs> I ain't never did it. My mother used to do that. You a brave soul? Mm-mm. No, I ain't doing it. No, I don't. Uh, uh-uh. it's hard. I'm talking about, no, it's hard. I ain't doing. It. The next one was. Should you allow your siblings to have sex in your house? Um, for me, for the large, a long, long part of like my twenties, um, I had like cousins, right? A lot of cousins, a lot of male cousins. Yeah, a lot of male younger cousins. Mm-hmm. And they'll ask, you know, can I have, you know, can I have some company over? Let me, I'm coming to town. Can I? <laughs> You know, and I had a, I had a, I had a spare room in the back oh. for a long time, and I used to just call that the boom boom room. <laughs> I should have been renting the motherfucker out because I had a bed back there and everything. You had There's a, bed? a bed, nothing else back there, just a bed. Oh, nigga, if you would have had a TV, you should have been charging rent of that shit. <laughs> TV with a little air conditioning, that was like a hotel fan. Hotel, yeah, fan, yeah. rental for room sure. for hours, nigga. Yeah. Should have monetized that shit. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Financial I don't care. People. I know. I know. In <laughs> I 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been through that, so you don't have to go through that. I know. <laughs> Nigga, I know what it is to live with your mom and shit. She right. wants you to keep the door open. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, is that door open? <laughs> I know that door ain't closed now. Give me a glass of water. <laughs> I gotta take my pills before I lay down. Yeah. Uh, what, was that, what was the other one? What was the last one? Um, should you be hard on your kids about financial? Was it literacy? Yeah. Or financial yeah, yeah, yeah. independence. How hard should you? How be? hard should you be? <sighs> Because we were just joking about not paying bills. I know. But, I know. Ass backwards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them bills. 
Sometimes it be like that. You know it what do. Saying? You just um, be looking at the bill, especially when they come and you see the amount. You be like, shit, that's half of my check. Fuck right. this bill. And not even that. Just like, man, the realization of, like, basically I did all this work just for for the bills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't doing it. Well, what about me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all have to see Patel's facial expressions. It's the glasses. I swear to God. It's just, it just, it fools you. <laughs> so, you just be like, man. But, yeah, I think you should definitely push hard. Um, well, how hard you should push your kid? Like, Dang, you know what? I don't know if there's like any website. So if anybody's listening that like, has this information, you know, please hit me up. Email us, you know, at I can't afford to quit at Gmail. Um, you can get them on Facebook, Instagram, DM, whatever. Um, if there is like information like books, mm-hmm. like workbooks for children, yeah, like you know, school age children about financial responsibility. And financial literacy, I would love to get those books. Um, That's what I meant to tell you. There's this black woman. She created these flashcards, like this game, uh, these series of games to teach young black kids about financial literacy. I have to find the link to that because somebody yeah, sent that. it to me. And you can order it online, of course. Okay. But another thing to teach your kids about that literacy, dependency, sustainability is because look what the age we enter in. Mm-hmm. They have to have it. They have to learn some type of group economics. We got to work on that. That's a part of financial literacy, too. The thing about it, though, we should be pushing, like, yeah, you need a trade, but how long is your trade going to be around? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're learning that trade. Like, because we had a conversation about they're trying to uh, have AI truck drivers. Yeah. So they would get rid of all, you know, the human truck drivers. So... That's that's limited now. You know what I'm saying? Like your trade, you gotta you gotta know what's coming um, down the pipeline in your trade before you even actually pick that trade that you want to do. Um, shit, the only thing that a motherfucker gonna be comfortable with is fucking with money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to where you you know what I mean? Yeah, everything gonna evolve, but thing a computer ain't gonna never fuck with the money. You know I mean. What I'm we're talking about a computer ain't never going to be on Wall Street. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not. It ain't going to be. People, people don't trust AI that like that. No, nah, they don't. Especially the ones who got old money. Exactly. So, And that's the ones who running shit. So you got you to. I think, I think AI is going to really be in, in, in really uh, poverty stricken uh, neighborhoods to really decrease the jobs mm. and increase the violence and increase Increased. the police presence. <clears throat> and which increases jail. Yeah. Prison population. I mean, but, but, them, but what we which just is said. Slavery. What we just said is stuff that that these that these politicians and 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 lawmakers these they think tanks. Mm-hmm. This is what they sit down and think about. Well, let's look at this domino effect. If we put all AI in the black community, because now we look at the percentages, now we look at the crime rate, now we look at we see it for what it is. So let's put this grocery store and have all the registers AI, mm-hmm. and the people who we do hire in here. Or we do put in here, they don't look like us. They, they ain't us. Community. They not. Yeah. 
them managers that work at them them stores and them inner cities, them motherfuckers live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Or they live in the safe parts of Chicago. The parts where you have a different set of police police in that area versus you do in our neighborhood. Mm. So push forward. Because <clears throat> your kids gotta know something about spending money. Yes. You gotta know something about saving it. All right. Um do you have anything else? No, I don't. Oh, okay. My album of the week is New Breed. New Breed. New Breed by Don Richards. If anybody know who Don... Don Richards was uh, one of the singers in Danity Kane. Uh And then she was a part of Diddy Dirty Money. Mm -hmm. And she just came out with her new album, New Breed. And it is simply amazing. She is... Yeah. I think this is her... Fourth studio album. Let me see. Three. Yeah, this okay. is her. Yeah, this is her fourth studio album. Um, and it's it's kind of a mixture of uh, Sade, Solange, Solange. Uh, no, nah, I won't say Beyonce because Beyonce is like no. It's more like Solange, Jill Scott. It got a nice flavor to it. Got some Neo Neo to it? Yeah, it do. She's snapping. My album of the week is Jim Jones' El Capo. Oh, really? That shit is fire. Let me play you something real quick. I just want you to... Okay, well let's 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 that's what we should be doing. Doing a little a snippet of the song. Cause I want you to hear this shit's fucking. Oh my god! Oh god, you like it? Cause look how you New like York it. City, please go easy on me tonight. Okay. New York City, please go easy on this heart of mine. It's right now. Crime wave. Another. Uh. New York City, please go easy on. Heatmakers, crack music. Jones, crime and the murder rate. That rose up Every time he got a bird And the crack rose up I don't jog in Central Park Don't need mistaken identity Watch for the scammers Because they taking identities Your piece is hitting His 8 million stories On a daily basis Facts Niggas chasing dreams And catching scary cases Remember pitching to the fiends Until they clear the bases I knew niggas that was wide Like they wearing braces Drug dealers and killers I was on corners with Even played in the garden Like I was on the next switch When I came through Harlem All type of foreign shit Top off titties out, nigga, this like a porno flick Come on, So now. I pray for 9-11 in my 9-11 Pray for us Couple niggas miss some shots, it ain't my time in heaven miss, nigga. No due respect, <laughs> due to these model hoes I see okay, niggas lose their soul and damn it, get swallowed whole Silly nigga Bitch, you a bottle girl and keep my bottles cold Cause I'm gonna let, no, no Cause my man ain't coming in yet Okay I'm just saying <laughs> Cause I want like, that just for a whole motherfucking <laughs> song. There you go. Let's go, Joey. Yeah, uh, go. Since 14, I was waving that thing. Had niggas doorbells, you called, I let it ring. Dominicanos uptown, they yelling Dato. New York's Pablo, same lawyer as Chapo. What? New ass and titties, she can't wait. Soon as it get hot, call it Tatiana Day. We got accounts to watch the accounts. 
Coke flowing out the fountains, pool dripping off the mountains. Got that new word But my whole point is for this whole album, it bring it brought back a certain feeling like hip hop had. Like from 2000 to now, you know what I'm saying? I think it was it's so so different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nigga, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, for sure. But it it gave it brought back a feeling like for me, like even though I'm not from New York, like I love New York music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I love the essence of the culture because I mean I study hip hop yeah. like literally from like day one to now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <clears throat> I'm a connoisseur. A historian. Yeah. Historian. <laughs> um, this shit is like it's dope because you get I, what I'm starting to realize now with older hip hop acts. Hip hop never got. We this is new ground because once once the uh, artist got a certain age, we threw him away. Yeah. Now Jay coming, Nas coming, they coming. They've had successful albums as adults, talking about adult shit that opened the door for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now we're getting an adult phase of hip hop, which, which is fucking beautiful it because is. I want to see an artist tour until they're 50, 60 years old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you don't see that. Yeah. Rock gets to do it, jazz gets to do it, everybody else gets to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that shit, the Rolling Stones, them niggas damn near dead. But damn near dead. 80, 90 years old, still performing. So yeah. New Breed is a really good I like the album. You should play a clip from it. It's I know, really good. Which one is it? It's New Breed. I sent it to you in the voice. What song do you want? Sauce. Oh, okay, that's one of the let me play this song right here. It's the weekend and I'm looking forward to you coming in more ways than you hopping in. You gotta come and see me, believe me. I didn't clean the spot and put on your favorite panties. The one you say look like diamond from Players Club. I'm wildin'. You know I'm wildin', yeah Red bottoms, the perla I know Head touching the <laughs> shoulder I'm going to work like Rihanna Do it till the sauce is all over Let it fall on me Let it, let it fall on me It's the weekend and I'm greedy I've been a good girl all week So I can dirty them sheets From Friday to Sunday, no breaks I'm ready to rise you Like I'm about to win a prize At the Kentucky Derby I'm your jockey, your Irving Red bottoms, the Perla Touching your shoulder I'm going to work like Rihanna Told you till that sauce is all over Till that sauce is all over Don't be stingy when I'm greedy I need you hook. to let it fall on me. 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 Oh, 
I like that. I do too. That's hard. Yeah, it is. Um, the whole album dope though. With that being said, um, I have to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to, but I can't afford to quit. Quit. So, hey, 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 hey. podcast every day. <laughs> Yeah, Felicia. Okay. I'm on my way back. Listen, I remember as a kid back in the days I got picked on, kicked that shit on, spit at, get gone, get back. Get away. Having a dog imitation was hard then to make friends. Felt like God didn't take his time with me. He must have made me late night, tired and sleepy. His life wasn't easy. They dogged me. Said I was so dark, they bet I could sweat coffee and pee pee sweetie and spit off. Say when they ask you, I lotion down and I'm a raw. Made me feel like a loser, really lame. Because of my complexion, nobody would include me in game. Not even tired of it. Nobody would touch me. Nope, no girlfriend. The shortest I through all the jokes and laughs, pokes and stabs, blows and dabs, hopeless sad, I'm open man, for the scam, nobody told me that. The sweet of the juice, this song is the All the dogs in The sweet of the juice, I say the dark of the flesh, and the deep of the roots.